Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Kamisha, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, Layla, can you open us up in prayer, please? Yes. All right, honey. Lord, I just thank you for today and for another opportunity to gather with friends and family to discuss your Word, Lord, to get to know you better, Lord, and... I thank you for opening each and every one of our hearts and minds, Lord, to be receptive unto the word which you will speak today, Lord. And I ask that you'll minister to our listeners' needs, Lord, and show them what it is that you have for them, Lord. And just guide them as you always do, Lord, that you're faithful to do, Lord, from day to day and activity to activity, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning, everybody. We uh, are going to do things a little different this morning. So after our discussion yesterday, there were more comments and questions that um, I'll say our children had concerning our discussion on marriage and listening to the Lord and how it applied to our life, uh, especially in the aspect of marriage. So we are going to begin by opening the floor to them to ask their questions so we can have that discussion before we move on with any scripture. All right? Okay. So, the floor is yours to ask your questions. Okay. My question is, does anybody know in the Bible where it's talking, where it's talking about how the <laughs> I does not say to the foot, we have no need to, need of you? <laughs> where is it, sir? Uh, let's say 1 Corinthians 12. Yeah. Go, go take a peek at that son and see if that's what you're talking about. How about verse 21? 1 Corinthians 12, 21. This will do. <laughs> That'll do or is that it? It wasn't, That wasn't the exact one I was thinking of, but it will do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> verse 4. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. The Lord was showing me how, here and how dad, say, dad and mom used to say, the wife is not the head or the foot, but they're both equal and standing with each other and mm -hmm. how they both cooperate in doing something. There's nobody leading the other one. And how it was just reminding me of the scripture. Okay, I have to flip back to there. Anyone else may please remain? We'll have a question first, sir. Sir. Is that just what we say, or is that the example that you see? That's also the example that you give. Okay, and that's in everything, right? Yes. In ministry, one's not going out before the other to pave the way and then say, okay, it's, it's, it's safe now, now come up, and we can conduct ministry together or business or anything else, right? Yes. Okay, we are joint heirs and co-founders and everything, walking together, not yes. one over the other, right? Yes. Okay. Verse 21, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again, nor, yes, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weak are unnecessary. The Lord was just showing me that while we all have our own roles 
we balance out each other. Like, mommy has certain gifts that dad does not have, and dad has certain gifts that mommy does not have. Mm -hmm. But together, they make a better team than when they're just trying to go by themselves mm -hmm. and try to go do whatever. And the Lord should show me that that's what he's saying here. And like Promise had said in our last devotional, that you're not moving each other like puppets, but you are bringing out the stronger points of each other and to make yourself greater. Just remind me of how the body of Christ with the Lord. The Lord, the Lord gives us the understanding to go forward and do what he wills us to do inside of the world, but we are the vessel that brings him honor and brings draw others towards him. Like, they see our actions and want to go towards the Lord. It's a two-way relationship. How he gives us the understanding so we can go do the actions and how we give the glory to the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. Who else? Uh, do you want to go? You can go ahead, promise. No, Lee, you can go. Thank you, Layla. Go ahead. Thank you, young well, man. I thank appreciate you, promise. it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the principles of marriage when Paul was talking about let the husband render the affection that's due to his wife, and likewise the wife to her husband. Everybody wants to feel loved. Now I'm 16 years of age. I am not married or anything else, but as a child, I want to know that my parents love me. Mm -hmm. I feel hurt when it's not said and likewise for every human they want to know that they're loved and they're appreciated so the rendering affection due to the wife and the husband yes that's a specific and special standing and role but it also applies to everybody else you should be loving your neighbor as yourself i and treating others how you want to be treated i love my siblings and my family and I expect that and I want it to be reciprocated to me. I want to know that I'm loved. Mm -hmm. And God also wants to know that he's loved. So how do you show him that you love him? It's not just lip service. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. It's not going, oh Lord, I love you. And now you're acting like a wild hooligan in your everyday life, mm -hmm. but you are cooperating it with your actions. Lord, I've loved you. Now I'm going to be obedient. Lord, you said do this. And because I love you, I'm going to go and do what you said. Like how you and mommy tell us, if we love you, when you give us a commandment, we go and do it. Mm -hmm. And we do it to the best of our ability. We give it our all. And, even, and when we fall short of that, the, that love comes and goes, okay, that wasn't right. Here's a better way we can do this. Now we can walk together. So... Loving your neighbor as yourself and being loving in general doesn't just apply to husband and wife. It applies to everybody, the whole family unit. If it's the husband and the wife are moving together, but the children are falling back, that's not a family. Or if it's the children moving together and then the parents are not living correctly, that's not a family. A family is a unit with one mind, one accord, one voice moving together in the plan and the calling of the Lord to achieve what he's got. Amen. Thank okay. you, sweetheart. Promise? Okay. <laughs> the Lord showing me verse 3 where it says, Let the husband render to his wife the affection due to her, and likewise also wife to her husband. The Lord showing me that this also goes to verse... It also goes to verse 5 where it's talking about that the wife and the husband don't have authority over their own bodies. Mm -hmm. 
how the Lord showed me that when Paul had said that let the husband and wife render the affection due to each other, the Lord showed me that that's how you keep in sync. That's how you keep in sync with each other. And it goes with how the Lord was talking about how mommy, how mommy doesn't control dad and dad doesn't control mommy. Correct. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's correct. Mm-hmm. And that this is how you follow what the Lord's saying, rendering the affection due to each other. You don't. With mommy and dad, you don't. My, when dad says, I love you, honey, mommy doesn't just give dad a cold so- shoulder <laughs> or scowls. She says, I love you too, mm-hmm. and vice versa. That's mm-hmm. right. And how that's how we should be live, carrying out our ma- marriage covenant. I think that's how it's said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, sir. But let's also look at something. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Paul writes here to the Corinthians. Do we not see the same, I'll say, message, actions, behaviors, and everything listed out in Paul's letter to the church of Ephesus, uh, known as Ephesians, right? The book of Ephesians? Yes. In chapter 5, talks about marriage being like Christ in the church, right? Yes. The instructions starting in verse 25 is, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present to himself a glorious church and having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that she should be holy and without blemish. So last time we had discussed much about how we are to live and act and and apply this to our lives, right? As part of the reason for the marriage covenant. There's always two. So that they can encourage and admonish and, and if so need, need be, right? Rebuke each other, exhort each other to continue in submission to the Lord, right? That's ultimately where everything comes from. It's from the Lord. Without Him, we can do nothing. Right? So, yes. by doing that, we see it fulfilled here, or, or how it plays out in our lives in Ephesians. But then, and, and again, he covers in verse 31, the prophetic word given to Adam, right? That they, yes. the two shall become one. Right? He says, the great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see to it that she respects her husband. So you brought up about love, right? Yes. And now I constantly tell your mother that I love her, right? But is that also not demonstrated? Yes. Or isn't that also demonstrated? Right? Those aren't just empty words. They're not hollow. It's also shown by action. Yeah? Yes. Isn't that what Paul is saying here? And then from the women's side, he's also telling the women ultimately to love her husband. And how is that demonstrated by the woman? Respecting him and honoring his place and the responsibility given to him by God, walking mm. with him. Yes, also, and the same as every for every other relationship, not making it difficult for them to follow the Lord. 
and to be obedient to what the Lord's telling them. All right? Yes. Okay. How many relationships have been torn down just due to a lack of respect? A lot. Whether it's towards the wife or towards the husband. Most, yeah? Yes. Okay. So we see in love is also respect, right? And we see that throughout the word. There's respect given to authority. Even though the actions aren't agreed with all the time, right? Yes. There yes. is the respect given toward the, the position and the role that the Lord has placed them in. Now, yeah, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, so we should be able to address things that aren't of the Lord, right? That's part of the admonishment thing, but it's not always a rebuke. It's a, hey, you don't quite have this yet. Let's walk together, right? Yes. Okay. But isn't that exactly how he designed marriage and the church? And we see that played out through the disciples. He sent them out by two. Yeah? Yes. Okay. And we covered that last time. But this is just another another aspect, a little more detail, just to help our, our understanding and our growth and how it also serve as an example of how it looks or how it, it is applied to our own life. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Who else has anything they want to share? Uh, I was still going. Okay, well, continue, sir. Also, the Lord showing me verse 8 where it says, But I say to the unmarried, wait, verse 8 to verse 9, But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. The Lord showing me that when Paul said this, he's not encouraging people to get inside of the wrong type of relationship, He's, when he said that, the Lord showed me that. What, he, what he's saying is that, it, by marrying, it's keeping them out of sin, of defying their body, if you will. Mm. Which is what happens as a result of what, sir? <clears throat> Not having self-control. Wait. Yes, and not, not having self-control in this instance, and what he, what Paul is addressing with the church at Corinth is what specifically? Sexual immorality. Okay, sexual immorality is specifically what he's addressing. All right. So yes. So that is the topic that he's he's addressing here, and saying that a lack of self-control. And this will lead to that. Right? Yes. So, he is encouraging them to exercise self-control. But if they are unable to, he's saying, then get married. Right? Yes. So, for what reason? I'll, I'll ask that question. Why would he ask, or Why would he instruct them to do that? So that way you're not sinning. Okay. To prevent, I'll say, further sin. Now, it would have been best, right? as a parent, as a father, we always want the Lord's best. Uh, the Lord's best would ultimately be to wait on the Lord. 
to let the Lord reveal your spouse to you. That's always the Lord's best. And so doing their safety and the opportunity for each of you to, to encourage each other and to admonish each other to continue in the way of the Lord. And, you know, we've, we've often talked about how decisions aren't just singular in nature. They, they continue and they echo throughout time, the, the depending on what they are. Yes. yes. So what happens when you engage inside of a, a sexual relationship outside of marriage? What's the natural occurrence of sexual engagement? children are born. So God is not, he's talking about keeping your, yourself from sin, but he's also talking about there's repercussions. So now when you engage in relationships outside of the dynamic that God wants for you, and we're talking about sexual relationships and marriage and, and this, this time being married um, and being freely able to engage in a sexual relationship and everything that comes with that, but then the lack of self-control and falling into sin otherwise is there's there will be there's a potential for children to be born and then what's what's the expectation for those children what will happen to them as a result of the decision to not exercise self-control or go ahead and get married so you know and so and just to clarify and by that you're saying um saying this way is are they going to have the lord's best in their lives or could they have been better taken care of by just our willingness to be obedient to the Lord and wait and let him choose our spouse? Mm-hmm. Because in so doing, what happens in that time? If we're truly waiting on the Lord, all the other areas of our life, whether it's financial or, or any, there's more stability There's right in every way and area. Mm-hmm. But by not having self-control, we eliminate much of that the- or mitigate it. The safety parameters that God put in place for us to have with the family dynamic. Exactly. There's safety in mother and father being available to the children to raise them. And it's good for the kids. You know, just got, he thought about the whole picture and the whole right. plan. So, so that ripple effect and how it impacts not just our own lives, but then the children's as well. Just, um, you know, being in business, I love playing with the numbers to try to think about things. So just, just from a, the, uh, uh, um, a selfish um, aspect and just considering what you open yourselves up to. So um, we haven't really talked about it, um, but there is a certainly, uh, I think, that where we go back into and the two become one, where when you come together in the, the, the physical act, there's actually a spiritual act that is taking place as well too. God's trying to be very clear about that. Absolutely. Um, ideally, they become one in Christ, as we understand it now, originally one in God, but you know, if you're honoring that, mm-hmm. but if you're, if you are, are somebody who's had five intimate partners and each of those have had five intimate partners, um, in a spiritual realm, you have engaged with 15,625 people when you multiply that out. Oh, wow. 15,625 people, just a five by five, multiplier because that's five cubed or five right. to the, square, the square root of five however it works out but i don't know how to explain it. i just i just multiplied five mm-hmm. times five five times okay and fifteen thousand six hundred twenty-five. it's just incredible to think that you would invite that much um spiritual impurity into your life mm-hmm. and that's what we're doing unknowingly 
because the world doesn't talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Amen. Like, you know, God, he, he, speak to, he speaks to us oftentimes in simple, um, simple ways. And because all you need is a simple answer to really deal with it. But his simple instruction to us covers so many complicated things. When he's like, don't commit adultery. There are so many reasons why he says don't do it. It's not because adultery is awesome and you're going to be so much better because you committed adultery and the life that you're going to lead now through adultery is going to be the life that you've always wanted to live and take you to the highest heights of, of life. No, that's exactly the opposite of what adultery does mm-hmm. to a person. Not not just what it does to them internally, but then what it does to the, the life that they have around them. You know, adultery, you think it's just... I'm just doing this because this is my choice. But then there's a, a wife on the other side of that. Adultery automatically means you're married when that's used versus fornication. So adultery, there's a wife on the other side of that. There may be children on the other side of that, the brokenness that they feel internally because as a result of their parents committing adultery and then the marriage covenant breaking or the knowledge of it or just everything that happens to it, the how now they are exposed to that ideology that adultery is an option and you know just all the ways that that can echo through time and the lives of, of many different people does that other person that is committing adultery with the married person are they married do they have a spouse on the other side of that you know the the depth that that goes when god just says don't commit adultery rest assured when our father speaks to us he covers a myriad of implications and layers to what he's saying and it's instead of just going okay god it's what you said is good enough for me. We oftentimes try to reason and, and duck and dodge. And, you know, we try to war game it out and think I'm going to get away from these consequences. But the reality is, is, you know, no, you can't escape. The only way you escape from it is through the blood of Jesus Christ. But obedience, just obedience, because what he says is a simple message, but it's a safeguard mm-hmm. in so many ways and, and aspects that, well, just like a parent to a child, right? A child, even until they hit a, a point of maturity, can't conceive every possible way that they could be impacted. That's right. We, we just, in our humanity, we don't possess the ability to outthink all that there is outside of our, 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 scope, our scope of view. We just, we, we can't. And there's no way that you can war game out sin and its consequences and think, I can create a plan to escape it because... I'm just that good. You know, my name is Kamisha, so I can sin all I want and get away with it. No, or your name is whatever your name is. God love you. The consequences of sin is death for for whomever engages in it. And, you know, God tries to keep it simple because it would boggle our mind all the ways that things happen or don't happen, right? Eve thought, I'm just, what's a piece of fruit? How could this be wrong? It's good to eat. And God said, eat some fruit. Yeah, he said, don't eat this one, but maybe it's not that bad. And the earth is 6,000 years old, roughly-ish, yeah, 5,000? Approximately, 5,800 or 5,780-something years old, yeah. By the, the Jewish calendar? I think it's 5,781, we, the Jewish calendar. So we are still feeling the results of that one action today. Who, if... If God had said, Eve, if you do this, 5,000, 6,000 years from now, everybody's going to be suffering if you do this. Still. (laughs) Everybody's going to suffer if you do this. 
She might have made a different choice, but she could have just trusted God and go, mm, Lord, if you told me I mean, this is probably way above my pay grade. And if you said it, that's good. Right. All right, Kyla, you got something you want to share? Oh, I just had a question because we often talk about waiting on God to choose your spouse. And we mentioned that in the last devotional. But mm -hmm. how do you know when God brings your spouse around? Like you mentioned in your testimony, Mommy, you said, God, everybody's name is John. So how did, how did you In that know? exact voice. <laughs> well, I think you, we both probably have to give a little background there. So. Um, well, first of, the first thing is I had to spend time cultivating my ability to hear and recognize and know with confidence God's voice. I mean, that, that's the first step. Well, let me back up. The first step is I committed to yielding to what God wanted for my life and let, letting, actually letting him be in charge and make my decisions. That's it. And then once I said, okay, God, I won't just say that you're Lord. I'll actually let you be Lord and make you Lord of my life as in um, allowing him and giving him the permission to do and dictate to me what was right versus me telling him what to do and asking him to bless it. Um, after that, I spent my time focusing on hearing his voice. Like that was because I actually wanted him to be Lord. I've, I've never served in the military, but how well does it work for there to be a commander? But I don't understand what you're saying. It doesn't. Not at all. It doesn't. If you give me instructions, I won't understand. I won't even hear your voice because I'm too busy ignoring you or <laughs> we don't speak the same language. So then I had to spend time cultivating my relationship with him, right? If I want you to make my decisions, I should get to know you. And so be ready to listen and hear your commands and whatever it is that you tell me and focus on that. And actually God took me through a point of saying, let me be the man in your life. Because I, I knew of God coming up, but I didn't always live before him. So I had a lot of ungodly um, ways about myself. I had a lot of ungodly concepts, like the music that I listened to growing up. I didn't realize it at the time, but the sensual and ungodly wisdom that I had taken into myself through music created a picture in my mind of this is what my life should be like. This is what a relationship looks like. This is how my sexual dynamic should be. This is how the man should treat me. I mean, I, I put all these in there and I took them as truth, but none of it had anything to do with the will and the word of God. So I had to remove that with God's help and put in, this is what God wants, right? So I, I spent that time with him, letting him be the man of my dreams and the man in my life. When I go to sleep at night, I imagine myself with Jesus. I want his embrace. That's, that's what I'm longing for. That's what I desire is Jesus versus whomever. And then after time, it got to the place where the Lord was able to speak and tell me what my husband's name was. And then, like you said, I was like, God, this is Virginia. And all the while, he's strategically moving my physical location and the place that he wants me to be. Now, remember, I'm listening to what he's telling me. God's calling the shots. Jesus is the head, and he's, he's at the helm, so I'm going where he told me to go. So now I'm physically moving into position to meet this I'm making air quotes. It's John because I was like, everybody's name is John. I was like, God, even the dog's names are John. I was being, you know, I was kind of undone, you know, outraged by God saying that to me. I was like, that's such a common name. And then after I said, okay, Lord, John. And then 
Johns popped out of the woodwork. In one, one work environment, there were like three to four that were interested. Teethy grins all the time. Your eyes are so beautiful. You can soothe even the, the wildest beast. I mean, I, <laughs> I heard all kinds of stuff. I was like, wow, you threw out your big game on that, sir. But I didn't have the inward witness. Now, I remember, I had spent time hearing and cultivating my, my ability to listen to God, to hear his voice and recognize it and know what he's saying, but then also in making him Lord, making his voice the one that matters to me. Not the voice of my flesh, not the opinions of other people, not the voice of I'm tired of being single God or anything else, but his voice is the one that was reigning supreme. So when other Johns popped up, and some were pretty convincing, you know, just like the Antichrist, <laughs> they'll be pretty convincing. They, they could seem convincing to people, but there was just no peace. And actually, literally, God would get in the way and slam doors. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to go and try to pry this door open with my bare hands. If you slam the door, the door slammed. Okay. And I let God protect me. I let him get in between me and other people, even though they had, they had smooth words. They, they tried to flex their muscles, you know, whatever it was. <laughs> Pull up and it didn't matter because I let God be who he said he was in my life. I had to choose to walk with him. And remember, I said, I let God be the man in my life. So I became satisfied with his word. I became satisfied with the state and the condition that I was in. Like, what, this is what my life looks like right now. And I'm satisfied. And I will be okay with that. And even to the point, I was like, I, I, I would like to go on a date. I had never really done that before. I'd like to go on a date, God. And it seems cool. And like everybody else is doing it. God is my father. And I can talk to him like he already knows the truth anyway, so I can be, I can be real with God. I like to go on a date. I want somebody to open my door for me and pick me up and pay for my dinner. And he said, no. I was like, but God, he said, no. I mean, I pushed him and I was like, but God, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> he said, no. I said, I have someone for you. Okay. So if God has for me, what need do I have to date? If he's got someone for me picked out, what need do I have? to do anything but wait and continue to be satisfied and content with the Lord. Okay, so I said, okay, Jesus. That was a moment I could have gone, no, God, I'm going to do it. I need it. And I could have disobeyed him and thrown myself off track. But I said, okay, now, I'm sorry. And I said, hmm, Lord, okay. But ultimately, my desire was to let God be who he is. In, and I want him to be that in my life. So time went on, and eventually... I, I had come to the point where I was like, I don't even care, God. I don't want to hear it anymore. And he's like, no, you're going to listen to me, and I'm going to tell you about it. And then he started saying, fix your hair. You're getting ready to meet him. Because, you know, in the point of me going, I don't care. I don't care. I don't comb my hair, God. <laughs> I'll wear raggedy clothes because I don't care. I'm a, you know, I'm a kid. That's my father. I'm throwing a temper tantrum with him. Staying obedient, but throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> and he said, fix your hair. You're getting ready to meet him. And then when he t as soon as God told me that, I pulled out this list that I had been waiting to tell God, this is what I want, this is what I want him to look like. Then he said, no, be quiet. I said, okay. Then after I became trustworthy to him, he started to tell me what his, what color hair he had. And in that process of me just walking with the Lord, he was teaching me how to be a wife to my husband, to my husband, not just to some husband, to a general wife. He taught me that stuff, but he also taught me specific things of how to be a wife to the John that he was talking about my husband. And if I had 
been dissatisfied and untrusting towards God, I would have missed that opportunity. He, he matured me and showed me things. He pulled out the wrong ideas. I had no idea that I let those songs create an image in my mind. And then I pursued the image that was created by listening to that music when I was younger. I had no idea I had done that. But in that time, I let him fix me. In the quiet times, God is preparing you for the, the task that he has for you, just like he did with Eve in the beginning. When he put her together, when he fashioned her out of that rib, he didn't just leave her this dumb piece of meat walking around, get over here for your husband's pleasure. He didn't do that. The same God that instructed Adam instructed her because that's the character and nature of our God. And if she was dumb and ignorant, how could she help protect him? I mean, Adam, and help protect the vision of God and the commandment that he gave if she knew nothing. She wouldn't. Been. She wouldn't and she neither was an infant. Who takes a baby to the battlefield and hopes to win a war? <laughs> so in that quiet time between me and God, I let God prepare me so that I was ready. And then I knew, like my, my friend entered said, I, I'm the Lord's telling me to introduce you to somebody. And I already have, like Mr. Dean said in our private, we were talking off, off the podcast. Um, in my private time, I had these two things that God said. His name is John and he's got blonde hair. And I know he's going to be a man after God's own heart because he's already spoken to me about that. And of course he's going to be a believer because if he's a man of after God's own heart, I mean, I don't, I don't need a guy to draw me a picture on that one. Right. And he will be what I like because God said, I know what you like. I said, okay. So when my friend said, I'm going to introduce you to this guy. I'm going to give him your number. Is that okay? I said, mm. she's like, I know you, Kamisha. I was like, what does he look like? If she told me the wrong parameters, I was going to say, thus did not heareth from the Lord. But thankfully she did. She's a, a woman of God herself. So she heard from the Lord. But it's being okay with God being at the helm. That's the first thing. That's how you walk that out. Be okay with God being at the helm. And then in your quiet times, as you've made yourself be content in whatever state that you are, let him teach you. Cultivate your relationship with him. God is a God who brings wholeness. He, that's what he wants. He's a high quality God. He's not a, well, yep, it's just got two legs and, a, and some bubble gum and, and some duct tape around it. Here you go. Have a good time. That's not our God. He's not a throw, throw a rug over it. Not at all. It, it's a big mountain of dirt and trash and junk. I just put a rug over it and push it in the corner. Nobody knows. No. I let him fix me and make me whole. That time that I said when God said, come here, let me, let me show you why you're where you are. And let's talk about this. I let him be honest with me and then I was honest with him. And then I let him put me back together so that I wasn't a broken mess coming to some a prize that God had and I came as a, a mess thinking it was going to work out but no God prepared me I was okay with that and and I was even comfortable enough with God to go but I want to do this Lord nevertheless not my will but your will be done because I know the danger that happens when I insist on my own will mm. and that's but that's for everybody so uh the other half of that story mm -hmm. right is that the Lord had to work on me as well, right? Mm -hmm. So that I came to into the relationship suitable for my purpose, right? Um, as we were talk, spoke the last time, right? I had also come out of a divorce, and the Lord was drawing me back to Him, and but yet I was still doing the dating thing afterwards. 
It's like, well, uh, I'm still going to date. Now, right, I was coming, like I said, I was coming back to the Lord. So the Lord was still clearing me, cleaning me up, clearing things out of my life that I didn't need to have in there. But, and I say, but not to negate it, in that process, there, there came a point where I, I said, what was the point of this? Like, I wasn't looking to get remarried, ever. That was not a desire. That was the furthest thing from my mind. So I also made a decision, partially because I didn't want to ever get married again, and two, because I just wanted to, to be with the Lord, right, and, and to be obedient to Him, that I wasn't going to date anymore. And uh, broke off all of those relationships and um, just sought after the Lord. And I'll tell you, no sooner had that happened when there were a couple words that I, of the Lord that I'd received from uh, some of his prophets that said, oh, you're going to have a Proverbs 31 woman and all this, and I wasn't trying to hear it, to be very <laughs> honest. Like, that was... Yeah, but scribbled it out. <laughs> I, I, did, I did. Just uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but we're just we're, nope. We're gonna put that in the circular file, uh, which is the waste basket, the trash bin, because uh, I wasn't trying to hear it. All right, but but I say that because, all right, what does the Lord say? My sheep know my voice, and another's they will not follow. So, I should have, could have, and should have just sought the Lord right then and there. Lord, what? just really what you're saying about this. But I was... What are you talking about, Jesus? Exactly. I should have done that then. I did not. I just pursued the Lord, right? I was trying to be Moses or Paul, or I'm just going to live up on the mountaintop with the Lord, and that's it. And uh, regardless of what's happening down there, we're just going to be up here, you know, not for 40 days and 40 nights, but for forever. Moses had a wife. (laughs) That's true. That is true. Minus, or uh, Moses, sans wife, right? But just up up there with the Lord, right? Just being sustained by the Lord. That was that was the point and purpose that I had, right? And as you bring that up, and, and there's, uh, I'll say, conflicting um, accounts on Paul that he may have been married, right? In order to fulfill the law of the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes, it's stated that he would have had a wife also at one point. Yeah. So either way. I was just trying to be up on the mountaintop with just the Lord and I. And then there came a point where, yes, as, as you stated, honey, that uh, her friend had introduced me. And, well, um, I don't know if I've said this before, but I wasn't trying to hear it. I literally did everything in my power to not take this number and this contact information. And uh, I'll say all but begrudgingly, I <laughs> took it. And then I purposed to never call that number ever. And um, and it dawned on me um, a couple of days later, whatever the case was, that I had no choice but to call the number because her friend was going to come over who was a co-leader in this life group that w- was meeting at my house on Saturdays and uh, Saturday mornings. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to call. So I did. And I called and the number got staticky and... Uh, or the, the, re- the reception didn't work out, so I immediately hung up. And, uh, and, and not only hung up, but I hit, even hit the lock button so that there was no way I could have accidentally dialed that number. And the Lord still dialed that number. Uh, apparently, I called, and there's no way I could have called. Uh, I'm telling you from the natural, there's no way. So it happened. And then, of course, you know, 
my honey, honey, and I met, <laughs> and um, I met for coffee, and and again, I had the opportunity to hear from the Lord. Because she even asked me a question, and um, I wasn't trying to hear it. I was not trying to hear it. And actually, the the very next she whatever question she asked, I don't remember what you asked. Was oh, I cool. remember, but it's okay. <laughs> so, uh, I was like, I don't know about all that. Right? I wasn't sure about the relationship or about any of that. Right? Because uh, I I was trying to, or I was still in my flesh in that. I wasn't hearing accurately from the Lord. Now I knew the Lord's voice, but on that topic. That was a, a, I'll say, sore spot or a struggle. So later that night or the very next morning, uh, the Lord and I had a, a heart-to-heart. And, you know, as you said, right, we, the Lord and I, uh, I'll say we get real. And, and we discuss things in full and um, not disrespectful in any way to the Lord, but outlying or laying out the full gamut of, look at all these things and I don't see how this lines up with what you've called me to do and the purpose and that you've revealed for me for my life now that I'm, you know, or at the time was following the Lord. I'm still following the Lord now, but, you know, come in coming back to the Lord, he'd reveal, oh, this is your plan, this is your purpose. And, and I didn't see how any of that lined up or how it would <laughs> was even able to be accomplished in uh, or with a spouse. So, um, so I brought that before the Lord and he responded in one word. After literally about an hour <laughs> of this, it was one word. And he just said, help me. And in that one word was the answer and everything, right? Like I had to, I'll say, choose to be in obedience and, and to come in alignment with what the Lord was said clearly through prophetic words, but then also directly to me. Because I, again, I knew the Lord's voice, but I had to choose to be willing to be obedient and not begrudgingly. Right? I had to, to check that in myself and uproot my thoughts and my uh, misconceptions mm-hmm. and perceptions and all the rest of it and just say, all right, Lord, I'm, I'm going with your plan or not. Right, that's a choice we all have to make. And, of course, we, or I, chose to, to be in alignment and to be obedient to the Lord. You chose right, honey. I did choose right. <laughs> well, I absolutely did. And uh, I definitely received everything the Lord had said. Right? I received a Proverbs 31 woman who is definitely a, a blessing, an abundant blessing in my life and in the lives of others. So I am absolutely blessed. But that comes from obedience and came from obedience, but first it came from listening to the Lord, choosing to listen to the Lord, knowing his voice clearly, and then choosing to remain in obedience to him. I just wanted to hear Kyla's answer to her own question. <laughs> hmm Um... Well, for me personally, I know the Lord saying something to me is, well, he'll tell me more than once. And when the Lord wants me to do something, he'll tell me more than once. And especially if it's a big change, the Lord has, in the past, whenever it was a big change for me, he always told me in advance, Kyla, boom, here's a dream. This is what happens. 
and this is what you're going to do. And, but also I hear the Lord's voice and I have to understand and cultivate, well, God, you know what I like better than what I liked. I've been there and I've said, ah, God, I think I want this brownie over here. And the Lord's like, no, you actually want to eat the pizza. But trusting that the Lord knows what I want more than what I want. And he has the best interest, has my best interest at heart. And I don't have my best interest at heart. I think I do, but I don't. So it's like my parents said, spending time in the word and learning for yourself what God's voice sounds like and what sort of things he'll tell you to do and like he'll never violate his words, uh-huh. his own word. But he'll everything he says will confirm what he's already stated in his written word. And if you're not sure, always, of course, ask someone that's godly to stand in prayer with you, like intercede on your behalf, but also ask the Lord himself, like, God, I think this was what I heard, but I'm not entirely sure. Can you send a word that I know it's you? Like Gideon. And he's like, well, God, if I'm going to put a, I think it was a sponge. Please. A wet sponge. A sponge. (laughs) Uh Okay, that's all right. He put it on the ground and he, I think he asked for like three different signs to do. Do on the ground and dry on the fleece. The fleece and dry on the ground. Mm. And God doesn't want us to fleece him because we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us today. But it's okay for you to ask him to confirm his word because he is the one that said by two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Mm -hmm. So God is okay with us reminding him or asking him in line with his word to do things for us, to make sure that we're on the right path. Absolutely. Yes, and of course, if... Like in the subject of marriage, if you have that inward sense that scares the little part of you that's scared all of a sudden, that means don't do it. Don't go there. Um, if there's any red flags, clearly look at it. Don't go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but who attention. identifies? Who's going to reveal if there's anxiety or if there's red flags? The Holy Spirit. There you go. Because especially when emotions and feelings and all those things are involved or desire or desire right? or lust, lust or whatever the up. case is how many people overlook those red flags even oh, though they're so right there in the face everybody does everybody does mm-hmm. and they justify it away and all the rest of it it'll be better once we get married after god said no all right that's my own personal but that's mm-hmm. but that's everybody's experience i'll tell you what no doubt in my mind, because that same thing is I experienced all the, the consequences of that train of thought and line of thinking, and so you have to trust. You have to learn to hear the voice of the Lord, one, and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying you to you in that moment, because He's going to reveal what you don't see or what you have chosen not to see. Yes, and the Lord will make it abundantly clear. Like if he's telling you to marry someone, he'll make it abundantly clear mm-hmm. and in a way that's irrefutable or undeniable mm-hmm. that he'll go out of his way to make sure you don't stumble and accidentally choose the wrong spouse. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Amen to that. I had abundance, an abundance of people who were like, yes, that's God, 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 God. He did that. So he is always faithful to make, he will do whatever he needs to to get us 
and to the right destination. God is a good God to us, and he loves us. Amen. Anybody have anything else they want to share? No. Okay. Well, let's pause there for today. Um, definitely trust the Lord that uh, in discussing, uh, I'll say, our own lives and experiences that there's those you guys that are here and then those that are listening are able to to hear from the Lord for themselves and seek Him, what He's saying, and have an example now of how to apply His Word in your own life. So with that, can we get someone to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Kyla. In your name, Lord Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for being a good God, God, and that you make provision in a place and a way for us, God, that you keep our feet from stumbling, God, and that you have our best interest at heart, God, that you know what's best for us, God, and what we truly want and what we truly desire, God. I ask that you continue to cultivate the... The part in me, God, that wants to hear from you and to walk out what you're calling me to do, God, and quicken that on the inside of me, God. Lord, I ask that you keep our listeners and our partners, God, and that you continue to keep their finances and their houses and their children, God, everything that they've committed to you like you said you would faithfully do. And we just thank you in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.